Welcome, folks, to the Career Success Academy podcast. I'm Denise, the founder and CEO of the Career Success Academy. And I'm Ty, your host. We're here to help you unlock your full potential and thrive in your career. Together, we'll explore the strategies, insights, and stories that will guide you towards the success you've always dreamed of. I've spent years dedicated to empowering individuals like you to excel in the workplace. Through this podcast, we'll be your coaches, mentors, and trusted advisors. So whether you're just starting your journey or looking to elevate your career to the next level, the Career Success Academy podcast is your go-to resource for all things professional growth. Expect interviews with industry experts, career tips and tricks, and a healthy dose of inspiration to keep you motivated on your path to success. So get ready to turn your dreams into reality right here with us. In today's conversation, we'll discover how to arise and be your best self with our special guest, Harriet Johnson. But first, let me tell you just a little bit about Harriet. Professionally, Harriet Johnson has worked in the HR field for over 20 years. She has experience in talent acquisition insourcing, employee relations, compliance diversity, and benefit administration. Now her track record includes successful work experience in shared services, government, healthcare, Fortune 40 retail, as well as not-for-profit. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Business Management from Fisk University and an MBA from Tennessee State University. She is a member of the Society of HR Management and she has served as a volunteer board member for many great community organizations. She's a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and she lives by the mantra of people, purpose, and passion, the pathway to success. I know you're excited to hear more, so let's meet Harriet Johnson. All right, so I'm really excited to have Harriet join me today to really unpack more about her career experience. She is professional in every sense of the word. Her journey has so many nuggets of wisdom that we're going to be able to glean. I've had far more questions than we have time for just because it's so rich what she brings to the table. And I want to give you a chance to tell us about yourself in your own words. Thank you, Denise. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. Um, you know, just a little bit about me. I am what I call myself an HR lifer. So um, my career path has been over 20 years in that space. Um, I've worked in nonprofit, for-profit, Fortune 100, Fortune 40, um, and in senior HR leadership roles uh, in those capacities. And, you know, just really um, delving into uh, people and their passion and helping folks to understand their purpose in life and um, just being uh, a help. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a little bit about me. Just, you know, HR lifer. That's what I call myself. Listen, that's where all the power is. I have learned <laughs> over time. And I've also learned that we leave so much on the table in terms of being able to partner effectively with HR in each yes. organization. And I know I have that question for you later, but I feel like I'm just going to jump in right with that. Okay. So when you think of yourself as an HR lifer, how you described yourself, that to me says that you have had an experience through many lenses of HR when you think about that and you think of those of us on the outside who could 
benefit tremendously from a lot of the resource and support that HR offers. Tell us about what you perceive we're leaving on the table. I think in terms of what's being left on the table is an intentionality, right? Just to be inclusive, um, you know, from an HR perspective, I mean, you know, we live in a day and age where uh, there's a lot of opportunity, but there's still a lot of barriers, right? Um, and so from an intentionality perspective, making sure that there's inclusivity, um, making sure that, you know, you're listening well um, and really delving into what people want to do. I think um, an HR practitioner needs to have that kind of lens and that kind of perspective perspective that it's people who drive the business, right? Um, and so um, really understanding what they are passionate about um, and helping them get to where they want to be within the organization, whether it's within an HR space or if it's someplace else in the organization. So I really think that what's being left on the table is the intentionality to be inclusive there. But you were real intentional more than just understanding and awareness. You like went deep on the context yeah. of each of those seats that you sat in. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks very, very boldly or deeply to mm -hmm. your intentionality. Mm -hmm. Why was that your strategy? Because, you know, it's one thing to get in the room and kind of fake it till you make it. But it's also another thing altogether when you get in the room and you actually have those experiences. It creates uh, intense dialogue. It creates um, the capability to question, um, to insert, right? Um, and so I've always wanted to just be ready, right? And I think as Black women, we find ourselves having to be ready. <laughs> you know, it ain't. there's no time about like getting ready. Let's be ready. Um, because when that opportunity comes, you need to know your stuff, right? Um, and so the intentionality, I think, comes from a cultural perspective of me being a Black woman and not wanting to be denied on a technicality, <laughs> right? So the technicality cannot be that um, she didn't know some of that, right? So a generalist to me, you know, some people think, oh, well, you just kind of know how to walk people through certain things. Well, no, I actually have a background in HRIS technology implementations because I was intentional to get that, right? I was intentional to spend some time in employee relations so that I understand, you know, regulations and what the law says with regard to being fair and consistent and those types of things because that wealth of knowledge serves me well in the space, right? Um, and it makes me a very good generalist, right? Ver or an excellent general generalist versus someone that just kind of fell into it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I love that. So another one of the points that I think actually plays into why you pursue with such intentionality is this whole perspective and concept of being a first generation leader. And what mm -hmm. I love to say about those of us who are first generation leaders is we stand on the shoulders of great sacrifices that were made mm -hmm. for us to seize those opportunities like you talked mm -hmm. about. And oftentimes we have a deep perspective of wanting to be ready so that we are not disqualified because we mm -hmm. know how much this means, means how much exactly. it means to you, how much it means mm -hmm. to your family. We know the trailblazing moments that are mm -hmm. happening through each of our experiences. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about your perspective through that lens of being a first generation leader. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm the oldest of just two children. 
um, but I'm about nearly 10 years older than my brother. And when he was born or when he was in the oven, so to speak, right, my perspective of being a big sister, I was so excited about it. And I remember my mom saying to me, you know, I want you to make sure that you're always looking out for your brother. And I think I took that literally. Right. So I feel like my perspective of leadership started at home. It started in the space of like just wanting to be a good role model, set a good example. Um, just with my brother. And so that translates into how I lead. Um, you know, I think that people who are reporting to me, um, I have a responsibility to them, right? To set an example, to uh, eradicate barriers and, and those types of things, right? And so, you know, from a career perspective, I think I've just made sure that I applied that same principle that I would to someone that I hold near and dear to me, because we're all people with experiences and, and they're important, right? They're important to um, the outcome. And so I, I think it's my my job to nurture that as a leader and to, and to lead from that perspective. So just that responsibility that was kind of uh, imparted in me as a child, that translated into my leadership um, capabilities now. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I know can be a struggle for first generation leaders is the fact that one of the safest places that we all have mm -hmm. in many cases, you know, there's always circumstances, but in many cases is family and home. Mm -hmm. And when you are dealing with different things in your corporate experience, in your corporate space, and mm -hmm. you're looking for that advice and you're looking for that guidance Home mm -hmm. is not necessarily the place you can go back to because mm -hmm. they don't have corresponding experience to mm -hmm. help guide you on how to navigate that. And you told me a really great story mm -hmm. um, about an interaction and exchange you had with your grandmother. I'd love for you to share it here. <laughs> but I also yeah. want to I also want to know, you know. How does it inform your today experience and how you forge relationships and collaborate with other people? Or, you know, maybe not today because you're years beyond the mm -hmm. beginning when this is probably the most influential. But mm -hmm. how did it inform your experience of how you began to forge relationships that could help you? Yeah. So the story of my grandmother, I, I think is so sweet. Um, you know, I would oftentimes go visit her and I said, well, grandma, I got to go because I, I have to go to a meeting or I'll call her, you know. And one day she just kind of looked at me and she says, you ain't met everybody yet, you know. And I thought, yeah, because she doesn't understand my world, right? To her, it's kind of like, well, how many people do you have to meet at your job, you know? Um, but she doesn't understand, you know, the context of getting the work done is through meetings, business meetings, right? Um, I think I hold that near and dear um, because it helps me stay grounded, first of all, um, and know that I came from, you know, people that didn't have those experiences. And so when it comes to kind of moving forward and, um, and remembering those types of things, you know, connection is very important, you know, so you talk about developing relationships, developing um, sincere um, relationships that will help propel your career. I think we have to show up as our authentic selves, you know, I have learned more about that as I've aged and as I've had more experiences, you know, um, but that has been the key for me, right? Showing up, being my authentic self, um, being inquisitive, creating those 
person-to-person relationships, right? There's always something of interest that we all can agree on, whether our background is, you know, from uh, a third world country or a modernized big city, right? There are things that we have in common. Um, And so I think that's what I've tapped into is, you know, how can I relate? Um, what can we talk about and what can we um, kind of ground ourselves in so that when I see Joe Blow or Sally Sue, right, I'm saying, hey, how how the game go? Because their interests are football or baseball or whatever. And I have a sincere concern for how that was because it's important to them, right? That's how I forge relationships. You know, I've just kind of remained humble and thoughtful about we're just people. We're all people <laughs> showing up to do some good work together. Keep it locked right here because next Harriet shares her thoughts about what her faith means to her career, as well as how to shake off fear. But first, here are some great business tools for you to take advantage of. Empowerment is not just a word. It's a way of life at the Career Success Academy. Join a community that believes in breaking barriers, shattering ceilings, and achieving unprecedented success. You see, we want to help you make history in your own life. Together, we redefine what's possible. Accelerating your career is all about embracing empowerment and being a part of a movement that celebrates your strength and the strength of women leaders. At the Career Success Academy, we want to be a part of your empowerment revolution. Embrace what's possible for you. Embrace your journey of success. Visit www.careersuccessacademy.live to see how we can support you on your success journey. Now let's dive right back into our interview with Harriet Johnson. You know, one of the things that I have been challenged with recently, because I believe it's important to take your faith with you wherever you go, is I've I've been asked this question, does faith belong in the workplace? And Mm -hmm. I'm looking back like faith belong anywhere I am. (laughs) Like I can't even imagine my life without it. And you shared that your relationship with God is important to you. Mm -hmm. And so what has that meant to your career? Yeah. Um, So God created me. He created you, right? And he created all of us with intention and with purpose. And it's our job to try to figure out what that is, right? And so I don't feel like I know everything. And so when I don't know He's who I will consult with, right? Um, I try to live my life on a principle of being, you know, slow to speak, quick to hear, right? So that you're basically able um, to have people experience you with light, not thunder, (laughs) you know, um, and and really just stay grounded with um, the principles of I was created for a purpose and I want to to live out that purpose. I want to experience that here on earth. You know, I don't want to die and have my purpose be in the grave with me. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that definition is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, my next question for you is around fear. But what I know to be true in my own life is the only way that I could really stabilize and shake off fear was to go back to truth. Mm-hmm. Every time I try anything else, it didn't last. It may have mm-hmm. given me some results in a season, but it didn't last. And so yeah. 
um, beginning to see myself the way God sees me and show up authentically to that, it bolstered my confidence in ways that I could have never faked or manufactured. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you shared that one of the big steps you have taken was forcing yourself outside of your fears. And so Mm -hmm. you've made a lot of career moves. You've done relocations to new cities. You've had to make some decisions to really go after open open doors and open Mm -hmm. opportunities. And so when you think about shaking off fear, talk about that experience and how it played a role in you building the career that you wanted. Yeah. So I'm naturally an introvert. And when I say that to people, they're like, no, you're not, Mm -hmm. right? The work that I find myself in I can't be the introvert that I am. But when you think about introversion, it really is around where do I get my energy from? Mm-hmm. I'm self-motivated to do whatever. I don't need any external forces that, you know, propel me to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so when I understand what introversion actually is, I can come outside of myself because God gave me the ability to connect to people. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I see that as a gifting, then how do I use that? to have the career that I want to have, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it has created, um, you know, opportunities that I've had to go after where I was away from my network. I was away from my family, my friends. Um, But those opportunities helped me grow, right? So we talk about that intentionality of building that that battery of skill, Mm -hmm. you know, That hasn't always been in the community that I was already living in. That opportunity was across the country. Mm -hmm. So, you know, knowing that I am capable of connecting to people, I just take that skill with me, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and I use that to help me feel comfortable in the transition, you know. Um, Now, I've lived in some places that I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to go back there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but I wouldn't know had I not experienced it, right? Mm -hmm. So, that's that's the learning as well. That's the curiosity. You know, it's helped me learn how people live, you know, um, where I grew up versus where I've lived. It's worlds apart, very different, you know, of what people value in the community. But that really helps me even as a professional, you know, in my space, because when I encounter people and I'm like, oh, you're from the state of so-and-so, Right. I live there. I understand. You know what I mean? Because I've had those experiences as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I I do agree with you that Mm -hmm. really stretching our exposure, Mm -hmm. it changes the game for Mm -hmm. us. Um, I know that a lot of your roots are in Milwaukee and I didn't, Mm -hmm. I wasn't birthed and I didn't grow up there, but I I lived there for a far number of years. And one of the things that I thought was always so interesting about Milwaukee is just one, how segregated it was and how Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like in a 60 block radius and they don't go outside of that 60 block radius. Mm -hmm. And that's nothing against them because that Mm -hmm. same pattern in behavior happens in so many other communities as well, where people are not willing to stretch themselves to experience something Mm -hmm. new. Um, Mm -hmm. But I agree with you that when you do that, it allows Mm -hmm. you to meet and relate and collaborate and get to know people in ways that 
if you would have just stayed with this one limited perspective that you can't relate to. Like Absolutely. If, if you've never seen a waterfall in person, you don't know how beautiful a waterfall actually is, right? Absolutely. If yep. you've never seen the mountains in person, you don't know how majestic they actually look. Mm -hmm. I can remember, and I'll just tell this quick little story. I had a friend and she was one of my friends in, in Wisconsin and I invited her to go on a trip with me. And we went on the trip and she had never flown anywhere before. Mm. She had never gone anywhere. And we went out to Arizona mm. and we were driving around. And of course I've traveled more. So we were driving around and she looked over at me and she said, what are all these big piles of dirt? Well, she had ah, never seen mountains, seen the mountains. before. Yeah, like she had never yeah. seen it before. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's my point that I'm making is that because yeah. you stretched yourself and you were mm -hmm. like, I may not want to go ever live there again, yeah. but I yeah. went there and I had yeah. that experience in my arsenal. It makes you mm -hmm. more relatable. What do you mm -hmm. think about that? I think it's so true. Um, I, I think that it has definitely made me um, a better citizen of the world, if that makes sense, because um, I, I try not to be judgmental about things. Um, and, you know, having lived in other places outside of Milwaukee now, I definitely can can say that people live differently. Um, right. Um, and and there's an appreciation that you can get for cultural norms um, and how people think about the world. Um, that only makes me a stronger, you know, person mm -hmm. to connect with others, you know. Um, so I think it's all been very valuable, um, you know, and and I also think that even for like being, you know, uh, a member of my family and being one of only a couple of people that have ever even gone to college. Right. For those that are coming behind us. Right. Um, my experiences, I can share that in storytelling, just like, you know, what you shared with me with you and your friend going to Arizona, right? Mm -hmm. Storytelling and making someone else dream about, hey, I want to see the mountains. I've not been there before. You know, that stretches our families and, and the reach that we have too. So it's all been very enriching. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. It makes us a far better leader. Nope, we're not done yet. There's so much more to come with Harriet Johnson as she unpacks how the various environments that she worked and served in have all given her different nuggets for leadership and resilience. But first, if you're looking for more business resources, look no further. Here's a message from our founder, Denise. Payroll is one of those processes where you must pay incredible attention to detail. We've been using ADP for our payroll needs for well over five years, and they help us pay attention to the details and they make payroll less intimidating. I can't express enough how much it has streamlined our backend payroll processing. There are two rules when it comes to payroll accuracy and compliance. And both of those are non-negotiable. I'm so grateful that ADP has us covered on both fronts. Their software helps us ensure our payroll is always accurate and it keeps us in compliance with the ever-changing tax laws and regulations. This is a huge relief for small business owners like us. So if you're looking for a payroll solution that will ensure accuracy and compliance, I highly recommend ADP. 
And the best part is I've lined things up for you to check it out. When you visit www.csa-adp.com, you'll be connected with our ADP team who will share with you more about their amazing service. And more than that, you will be supported to pay attention to the details too. So visit www.csa-adp.com today. Now back to our chat with Harriet Johnson. Just as much as your travel has been in your, your living spaces have been, your career has been diverse too, yeah. right? You have worked for not for profit. You have worked for the government. You have worked in retail. And so I know each of those, while mm -hmm. HR is the context, are completely different. Different, yeah. Of some of the cultural biases mm -hmm. that come along with them. And so tell us about that experience as it relates to your background. So um, as you said, I've worked in a lot of different sectors. Um, I kind of started my career path in the nonprofit world. Um, and that gave me a lot of exposure um, to just being what I call resilient and resourceful, <laughs> right? Because they're very limited dollars for overhead costs or administrative costs, you know, HR is in a, is in a, uh, it's a cost center. It isn't a money generator necessarily. Right. Um, and so that space really helps me become resilient, um, creative, <laughs> have a lot of ingenuity and grow in that space. Government taught me compliance, regulation, order, um, you know, retail, I think teaches resilience in a different kind of way. Um, it really forces you to be creative because you're you're trying to make money and you're trying to be innovative. So I would think that um, people in that space are very driven, um, you know, and always trying to create the next best thing um, that the consumer wants, right? Um, and then I also worked in healthcare, right? I worked in healthcare for a, a very long time. Um, and I think in that space, that's a not-for-profit space, right? It's not that they don't make a profit, but it's it's not the intent. That is where I learned um, compassion and being driven by mission and purpose, right? So all of these various environments that I've worked in and industries that I've served in um, have given a little nugget to how you lead and how you show up, you know, um, in environments as, as a good leader. Um, and because they have all served a different purpose in our circle of life, right? Um, but yeah, those are the, those are the things that I've, I've picked up and and really think have been beneficial to, to my career. Oh, absolutely. It creates a well-roundedness and mm -hmm. that's also a tremendous asset to you personally, but obviously to what you bring to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think that that is good because there was a point in time, probably uh, maybe people who are in our peer set or mm -hmm. our, our our family that was before us where you got a job, you stayed there 30 years, you got the yeah. watch when you retired, you didn't go work in any place that like that mm -hmm. whole paradigm shift of mm -hmm. let me experience these new things and not be afraid and really bolster up even my own confidence to know that I can thrive. I can get yeah. my legs underneath me. I can be the new kid on the block, but I can also thrive. You share with me this mantra where you said, mm -hmm. get the experience early on and let it work for you later. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. thought that that was really powerful. And I hear mm -hmm. you echoing some of that right now. Mm -hmm. Tell us what brought that to 
to life for you? You know, I think it just goes back to the research and just knowing that I had significant mountains to climb when it came to breaking into the area of business that I wanted to concentrate in. Mm -hmm. Human resources was not the space where you were just going to walk in and say, hey, I got a degree and and, and I'm ready, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and so building on that knowledge and just seeking after that, that that's what it was, mm -hmm. you know, for me. Yeah. Okay. And then you mm -hmm. shared at some point you want to change. And you mm. said, I want a career shift and I want to do something new. And yes. as appetizing as that sounds, there's yes. also a hint of scary in that as well. So walk us through that defining moment where you wanted mm. that shift, you wanted the change and you wanted to do something new. And what was coming up for you emotionally in that experience as you navigated that turn? Yeah, I think, um, you know, um, I spoke a little bit about this and touched on it just a little bit earlier um, as I've aged, right? Um, and as I've uh, experienced different things, you change, <laughs> right? What, what you care about changes. Um, and you also get closer to understanding your purpose, right? You know, I've talked about being able to connect with people. That's a God-given gift that I have. And I want to do more of that, <laughs> you know? Um, and so when you kind of talk about the industries that I've been in, there are some tougher industries, right? Um, that feels like you're always on, there's never a break, right? Um, and I think that that diminishes my ability to connect to people authentically. Mm -hmm. So when you start to discover, you know, those things about you that really drive you and make you happy, right? Mm -hmm then it's kind of like, you gotta change, you gotta shift, right? So I find myself going kind of back full circle to, you know, where are the spaces that I was happiest in, in my career? Um, what industry was that, you know? Um, and, and I find myself moving back into that space. Mm -hmm. um, that has precipitated change. So I think as I've gotten to know more about me, um, and been okay with it, <laughs> then I say, okay, here's the next move that I need to make, right? So it's more an inward um, um, lens that I'm I'm looking at um, that precipitated the change. And so the now I'll change. ask the question that's mm -hmm. at the top, which mm -hmm. is how do you define success, right? Because I think yeah. it has evolved for you. Yeah. And at one point in time, it may have been connected to work, but it sounds mm -hmm. like it's more connected to purpose now. Mm -hmm. And so how do you define it? And do you consider yourself successful? Yeah. So um, I think that defining success is heavy um, because it's subjective, right? Um, I think we're oftentimes taught that you know, if, if you don't succeed in something, then, then you failed And but I don't believe that. Right. So success in my opinion is one that's kind of like defined by a glass half full mentality. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I've placed myself with a goal and I go after that goal, and if I achieve that goal, great, that's a level of success. But if I don't, that's also a success because I've learned from it, right? So if my mentality is always glasses half full, you know, 
then success is in everything that I experience, you know, but I guess I'm also more of a positive person and try to keep my mind on positive things and not to see the negative of it. I've got to see the positive to keep me moving. That's kind of a, a motivating thing for me as well. So I think it's subjective. I do believe that I'm successful, um, you know, and I'm successful based on the things that I go after, right? And that I set for myself, right? My goals are not the same as yours. You know, the goals, you know, for the person down the street are not the same as mine. And I think that's okay. I think we have to give ourselves margin and space to not quite reach that um that end goal that we were looking for, but be willing to say, okay, what I learned from this, is it still important to me? And do I shift, <laughs> right? And keep going after something else. That's still success to me, right? So yes, I do believe I'm a successful person. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for this. This has been so powerful and such a blessing. Um, is there anything else you want to share about what's up next for you and how listeners can get connected with you if they sure. desire to? Yeah, so kind of personally, I've been uh, in pursuit of a PhD, so pray for me (laughs) with that. um, So I got about uh, another year or so in that program. Um, But professionally, professionally, I've launched my own consulting business. Um, I am a coach, so I like to do personal and professional development coaching, but I also offer HR consulting services so people can get in touch with me um, through LinkedIn. Um, They can just look for my profile, Harriet Johnson. And Harriet is spelled H-A-R-R-I-E-T-T. Um, that's a different spelling. So Harriet Johnson on LinkedIn, and they can access my services page there. Um, if they want to send me an email, they can go to hjohnsonmba at gmail.com. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. And can I tell you one more thing? Yes, ma'am. Success looks so good on you. Thank you. And it looks good on you too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. That was such a great conversation between Harriet and myself. She shared so many incredible nuggets when it comes to building a career. She talked about having a healthy curiosity and she's spot on. You see, the way it unfolded for her is it was her ability to build job-related skills. Opening up the doorway to sitting in every seat around the HR table made her more valuable. You see, when it comes to developing solutions in the workplace, your value is when you can take into consideration a well-rounded approach. And knowing what's happening in all of those seats and all of those areas helped her to understand the best solutions to bring to the table. Congratulations, you just finished another episode of the Career Success Academy podcast. Feels like another win to me. And guess what? We've got even more winning business strategies for you to improve your career game at www.careersuccessacademy.live. We love hearing from you, our listeners. So don't forget to hit the like and subscribe buttons on all of our platforms and drop us a comment to let us know how our podcast is helping you level up your career. We can't wait to have you join us next week for more power leader strategies to help you transform your career.